our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? Exopolitics, paranormal phenomena, and deep analysis of current world events. From somewhere in the desert, between Area 51 and Roswell, blasting across the planet, the Manticore Network proudly presents Veritas, because the truth will set you free. Headline edition, July 8, 1947. The Army Air Force has announced that a flying disc has been found and is now in the possession of the Army. I think it's time to open the books on the question of government investigations of UFOs. Uh, we ought to do it really because it's right. We ought to do it because the American people, quite frankly, can handle the truth. And we ought to do it because it's the law. Be skeptical. Do be as skeptical as you want, but by all, don't close your mind. Greetings to everyone around the world, and a warm welcome to another edition of the Veritas Show, where the truth will set you free. I'm your host, Mel Fabregas, and I sincerely thank you for tuning in. If you are new to the show, and were referred by someone, we're glad you joined us and hope you can make yourself at home. I'm working very hard to earn your loyalty. Our special guest tonight is Alan Sturm, ULO's unidentified lunar objects revealed in NASA photography. This will be an interesting and interactive interview. Once the interview starts, go to the guests section of our website and click on Alan Sturm so you can follow along. First, I want to share with you a strategy to make the Veritas show bigger and better. We can do this by spreading the word, and evidently, you're doing a great job. However, I also know spreading the word alone is not enough. Nonetheless, let me report to you that the number of countries that have downloaded our shows was 69 as of last week. As of yesterday, that number has increased to 82. I will report this change every week. At any rate... Going back to the new strategy, I want you to help me go viral. And I don't mean creating a virus. As you know, I create this show with my own resources. And now, need your help. I'm calling all the truth seekers out there with technical knowledge, graphic, or media design expertise who can help me create a Veritas Show video for YouTube. Anyone who can make a YouTube video is able to participate in this contest. 
It can be as simple or as fancy as your skills permit. My condition is that you have to use the music I will provide to you. You can find instructions on our website, veritasshow.com. Just go to the show info link and click on the video contest section. I'm proud to announce our association with garageband.com. And most of the music you now hear on this show comes from independent artists. They have also allowed me to use a song which you will now know as the Veritas song, our anthem. It's a song you are listening to in the background. I will play the full version of the song at the end of the show. And I will also make it available to those of you who want to participate in making the video. Imagine how the word can spread if we can tap into the synergy this audience can bring. We will be posting the videos as they are received. Based on your votes, the top three videos will be featured on our website. You can start working on them right now. The contest ends on March 31st, but you can start submitting your videos and I will be reviewing them and posting them on the website. I want you to be part of this show's history as we evolve. And now, some UFO news. I was going to discuss a few UFO news. However, I can only focus on one which I deem it to be one of the most important announcements I have heard in a very long time. Life on Mars. Yes, you heard that right. Life on Mars. It's very interesting that although the news originated at NASA, it was not the United States that broke the story. It was the Sun newspaper in London. The article can be found on our blog, but instead of me reading the article, I will let the authority on this topic tell you about it. The real-life Fox Mulder, directly from London, Nick Pope has graciously accepted our last-minute phone call to brief us on this important announcement. Nick Pope used to run the British government's UFO project at the Ministry of Defense. Initially skeptical, his investigation of newly reported UFO incidents and access to government files on the subject soon convinced him that the phenomenon raised important national security issues, especially when the witnesses were military pilots or where UFOs were tracked on radar. Nick also looked into other mysteries, such as alien abductions and crop circles. He now continues his research in a private capacity and is recognized as a leading authority on UFOs and the unexplained. He has done extensive media work, has lectured all around the world, and has acted as consultant on several TV documentaries. Hi, hello. Hello, Nick. How are you? Yes, fine, thank you. Nick, I heard of methane on the surface of Mars back in 2005, and heard there are no active volcanoes that we know of. Can you please expand on this huge story? Sure. What seems to be interesting is that uh, scientists are now uh, saying that there is this combination of both methane and indeed water vapor. And these are really two of what you might call the signatures of life. Um, as, as you say, there are no active volcanoes on, on um, Mars. So the methane hasn't come uh, from that process. And indeed, the fact that it hasn't um, uh, evaporated out of the atmosphere suggests uh, that, that there is a constant process of the production of methane, which, which in turn 
suggests that there is microbial life under the uh, Martian surface uh, constantly producing this haze of methane. So if that's a very long-winded way of saying we think there may well be life on Mars. Nick, microbial life. We're just scratching the surface, aren't we? We are indeed, because if there's microbial life, maybe if, if we looked uh, other places and if we dug deeper, we would find uh, something more substantial. Life, it, it's as the saying goes, life will find a way. You look at uh, the situation here on Earth with the so-called extremophiles, uh, you have, it, it's abundantly clear that almost anywhere that life can get a foothold, it does. Um, now, this, of course, raises the intriguing possibility that um, if, if there was uh, somewhat more evolved life on Mars in the past, when it had liquid water on the surface, as most scientists uh, believe was the case, maybe that life adapted to the loss of, of that water. So, yes, to microbial life, and, and maybe to something a little bit uh, more substantial. Nick, does this confirm that we are indeed not alone? It, it would appear to be. I think uh, we, we um, obviously have to uh, see the, what NASA say and how this plays out over the next few days with uh, scientists uh, debating it backwards and forwards. Uh, there will doubtless be some dissenting voices, as, as is always the case with this sort of thing. But uh, I think on the balance of probability, uh, yes, I, I think it proves that we're not alone. And that, in turn, raises a really interesting uh, point in, in the wider debate about life elsewhere in the universe. Because if within our own solar system there are at least now two planets on which life has arisen, it does suggest that certainly uh, any sun-like star with, with Earth-like planets, with these small rocky terrestrial planets uh, like Earth and Mars, um, it suggests that life may be something that um, uh, is, is uh, spread throughout the universe. If, if the idea is that life can develop quickly and easily, um, the implication is that uh, the universe will be teeming with life, and that in turn, of course, uh, plays into the debate about whether some of that life might not have evolved rather uh, parallel to, to ourselves, uh, in intelligence, of course, and in evolutionary terms. It's interesting uh, to consider it in, in strictly scientific evolutionary terms. Intelligence is a pretty good survival strategy. This certainly is an interesting find and makes me quite curious as to what NASA will report on the idea of life on Mars this afternoon. If it's true, then, well, human civilization is making a few small baby steps to find out what else lies within the galaxy as well as the universe. Things sure are turning toward an interesting aspect in this new year. Isn't it interesting that Great Britain is actually being more proactive? First, the Milton Torres story, and now this before the United States? What can you say about that? Well, I think um, uh, clearly, yes, we have got um, a very proactive media uh, here in the UK who are genuinely interested in uh, UFOs, genuinely interested in, in the wider philosophical questions of, of life out there in the universe. And the British media uh, do have, I think, a very good track record of, of bringing these, these stories out. Now, it's, it's very interesting. One, one aspect 
aspect of, of the whole NASA story that hasn't really come out yet, but certainly will uh, again over the next few days, is of course the political angle to all of this. Uh, I believe that um, NASA's current administrator is due to step down at the end of the Bush term, and, and this will be a really interesting uh, test for President-elect Obama uh, when he's inaugurated on January 20th, one of the first decisions he may have to make, and, and scientists will be pushing for this, is, is what about a manned mission to Mars? Um, if the scientific data is still unclear, there will be extraordinary pressure to go to, to Mars. But yet, of course, um, on the other hand, he has huge um, financial commitments in terms of, of the, the recovery package, his healthcare commitments, things like that. A lot of people see NASA as a, uh, something of a, um, a, a white elephant, uh, you know, an extravagance that perhaps we can't afford in the current financial climate. So it's, it's interesting that this news comes out now just when uh, possibly NASA's budget uh, might have, have been uh, under some, some threat from the incoming president. We'll, we'll have to see how Obama uh, handles this, um, you know, and that'll be very interesting. And it's more, without a doubt, it's still more of the stale, pale, slow as a snail, drip, drip release of what they know. But why do you believe the proverbial drip is falling faster lately? Well, there's um, a, a wonderful saying, I think, that it's, it's uh, the, the whole UFO subject is events-led. And, and we have had a, uh, a lot of events over the last year or so. Um, we've had uh, the statement by the Vatican's chief astronomer uh, last May when he said that there would be no problem with the existence of extraterrestrial life. Then we had um, Dr. Edgar Mitchell make some extraordinarily positive and bullish statements about Roswell and, and uh, UFO cover-ups. British Ministry of Defense, of course, releasing its UFO files and creating an international news story. Uh, the, the events over the last few days here in Britain with a, a UFO colliding with a, a wind turbine. And uh, again, uh, this was literally front page news in The Sun, which is Britain's best-selling national daily newspaper here. So um, a lot of things happening, and uh, I probably only mentioned half of them there. We've had near misses between UFOs and police helicopters, two very spectacular cases over the last few months. Uh, we had a UFO, several UFOs filmed going over uh, a military base. Again, that was front page news in the sun. Um, yeah, it's, it's events. Events are driving this, and I don't know where it's leading, but it's, it's a very interesting path. Aside from microbial life, what this really tells us is that NASA definitely knows a lot more than what they tell us. Well, I don't know about that. I, I don't, um, I've, I've heard rumors, of course, about this, this announcement over the last um, few months, uh, but I'm, I, I've left uh, government service now. I worked for the Ministry of Defense here in the UK for 21 years, but I, I don't have an inside track on, on any of this. I, I don't know what NASA know, but um, I, I hope, and particularly with the new administration coming in, I, I hope that if there is something they know that they're not telling us, uh, now might be a, a very good time to tell us. And lastly, Nick, because I know you're doing back-to-back -back interviews all day long, and you were gracious enough to be with us. 
Stephen Bassett just said this. American media outlets are not yet reporting the story. Actually, they are as of right now uh, because they're honoring an embargo, a promise not to run a story until a designated time. The Sun broke the embargo, prompting other media outlets to follow suit. What are your thoughts as to why The Sun and not the New York Times, for example? Well, I, I don't know that The Sun did break an embargo. I mean, I, I'm, I'm not privy to how they got hold of this story. It's quite possible. I mean, they're one of the largest uh, uh, newspapers on the face of the planet. It's quite possible that they've got sources uh, within in NASA, but uh, I really don't want to speculate on or how they got the story or, or why they chose to run it. But as, as far as I'm concerned, they, they got a scoop um, and, and they ran with it. Nick, Nick, thank you so much for being with us. We have to have a full show with you, and we'll have get in touch with you so we can schedule it. How does that sound? Yeah, sure thing. Ha- happy to do that when, when the, uh, the diaries allow, yeah. Great. Thank you so much, Nick. Have a great uh, evening. Okay, you too. Thank you. Goodbye. Bye. And Nick Pope's website, nickpope.net. Let's take a break, and when we come back, our special guest, Alan Sturb, ULOs, on Identified Lunar Objects. You may want to start heading to our guest section on our website and clicking on Alan Sturm so you can follow along his presentation. If you want to know what else may be on the moon, you don't want to miss this interview. I'm Mel Fabregas, and you're listening to The Veritas Show. Don't go anywhere. Tucson author Alan Sturm began his ULO on identified lunar objects revealed in NASA Photography Project as a coffee table book of rarely seen photos taken by astronauts during the Apollo missions using newly released high-resolution images from official NASA archive sources. He says, quote, Astronauts saluting the flag were out. Stained damaged and poorly exposed images of amazing landscapes were in, unquote. With 16 years' experience in graphic design and photography, he wanted to bring these rarely seen images back to life. Tonight's special guest, Alan Sturm. Hello, Alan, and welcome to The Veritas Show. How are you? I'm doing well, Mel. Thank you. So you are a computer graphic designer, and you also teach the subject. Obviously, judging by your work with ULOs, You have a keen eye, more so than the average person. I always like to develop the character, in this case you, so that the audience knows the who. How did you get into lunar anomaly research, and what kind of experience did you apply to get this project done? It's something you kind of fall into, and then after you've fallen into it, your feet are kind of stuck in it, because then you really start to wonder. Um, It's kind of a niche industry. There aren't too many people doing it. The the biggies, like... um, like Richard Hoagland and John Lear, they've been doing it for years. 
personally, when I was putting together the various concepts of... Thank you for listening. To unlock the full two-hour interview, including video formats, downloads, transcripts, exclusive articles, and more, subscribe to Veritas Plus now. Gain access to our entire archive dating back to 2008. Just click subscribe at veritasradio.com. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. Subscribe now. To listen to the rest and all of our exclusive material, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or join the Veritas Plus family by subscribing. Click on the subscribe button at veritasradio.com. Don't forget to visit the Veritas store for focused life force energy. Get a 15-day free trial today with no credit card required. And if you want to get in touch with Mel, want to be a guest on this radio program, have a guest suggestion, or have feedback, just click on the contact button on our website at veritasradio.com. Now, proceed to the Veritas Plus member section or subscribe to listen to the rest of the interview. You don't want to miss it. Because you don't want to believe, you want to know. What are you waiting for? Subscribe now at veritasradio.com.